We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. Oh, Monday. It's an ACL Fest Monday as well. My soul hurts. I'm, I'm just kidding. I was there for like three hours the whole weekend. No. <laughs> That's enough to crush any man's yeah. well-being and no. person. Big deal, but you know what's a big deal? Look who sits across from me. Is it it? Uh, is it the accredited member of the soccer media? My man, C.J. Morgan. Don't, Absolutely. Don't call it a comeback. I feel like I haven't seen you in a hundred years. How are you? How is life? How is how is everything? I'm alive. I still have my arm, as you can see. I'm back. Uh, so I've we, now officially been out more days than you. So oh, um, wow, I, that I, is. That is a task. I know. I didn't know that we were keeping a running tote board, but I guess I'm glad to know that I'm no longer the leader. I I just, I feel really bad because at first, you know, you're like, oh, cool. I don't have to go to work. And then in this industry, you start thinking like, oh man, they can replace me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not there. No, we, we, we missed you, buddy. Can we, we need to update your condition though. So yeah, you were, had, did you have surgery on your arm? I had a a routine uh, operation or procedure where I had an IV spot that got swollen, like you saw it the week right. before, and then it it, uh, it became infected. So I was at Sunday of last ACL Fest. I went to the medical tent, and they're like, oh, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> so I went to the hospital, and they're like, oh, we need to cut into this. So uh-huh. I'm in the ER. They're, they cut, they drain, and the nurse is like, oh, your blood's good. You should be able to go home. Blood's good. Doctor comes to me. He's like, hey, we need you to stay the night. And I'm like, nah, I can't afford that. Another doctor oh. comes like, so we could probably put you on some oral antibiotics and send you home tonight, but uh, how much do you like your hand? And that's when I realized how serious <laughs> a it lot? was. A lot? I like yeah. my hand a lot? And then, you know, by the next morning, the infection had spread. So long story short, I was in the hospital so for a week. You were just walking around ACL Fest with an arm that was infected and about to rot off. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Totally fair. Hey, that's how dedicated uh, I am to work. Yeah. Work, <laughs> but you uh, you you fixed that up, but now I see you today on the the first sixty degree day of the year. You're wearing flip flops because now you have a broken toe. Yes, I've had a broken toe. Oh, you've had a broken toe this whole time, which also happened at ACL Fest. Oh, um, there was no video of this, but we had that little stage set up, uh, and I was in a chair. Then I tipped over backwards and went ass up in the air. Uh-huh. And it was so bad that like everyone was just like, huh? and then I started laughing really hard to let everyone know it was okay. But then I couldn't get up. I was stuck and uh-huh. trapped. And it took our guy Nick and Evan from 101X Promotions to like pull me out of the spot. Uh-huh. And at some point during that, I broke my toe and then it got so bad I couldn't wear flip-flops until today. Because it was it was so it swollen, was swollen up. Yeah. All right. I'm just. Well, I'm dying, man. T- take care of yourself, buddy. I'm trying. Right? <laughs> Watch out there. Uh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be in Austin, Texas, and a sports fan. We got Austin FC with their historic uh, first ever playoff win and needed PKs. That's what you soccer people say, right? PKs yep, yep. came yep. down to PKs. penalties. Uh, the Astros, 18 innings. Cowboys lost Sunday night football last night, but I'm not too mad about it. But we have to start as we will most Mondays during football season, with the Longhorns 24-21. to They defeated Iowa State on Saturday in a, 
Well, here, I won't. I'm not going to tip my hand just yet, CJ. Uh, are you more of a, a win is a win is a win? Any win is a good win? Or, hey, you were favored by 17. That was that was a very disappointing victory. Win. It was a very disappointing victory. Yeah, it that's is, me too. It is the best uh, defense in the Big 12. If you look at Iowa State, they've lost some close games. Uh, they, they have a great wide receiver, a good scrambling quarterback. And Texas doesn't do well against mobile quarterbacks, I've noticed. Um even with UTSA. Uh, so a win is a win, yes, but that was uh, an ugly, sloppy win, and now they're getting into what I would say is the difficult part of their schedule. Um, and yeah. if, if you come out and half-ass it like that against OSU, well, it did, TCU, Oak, Kansas State, State. TCU, Kansas State, Kansas, I believe, are the, the next four in a row. I think we're all right with Kansas now. Are they, are they go, they're back to being Kansas now? I'm not, not sure about not that. Exactly. I'd still be worried Again, about... Their quarterback was out against OU, yeah. so that makes yeah. all the difference, but still... Oh, yeah, you had that, right? You, uh, you picked OU in that game. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I picked Kansas. I've, I've got yeah, like Kansas I, in the nine points was. I've got was an not audio clip. Enough. To, oh, to oh play. really? When it comes to our bets oh, later on, I've, oh, got, I've no. got a nice little okay. clip. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, look, I'm very worried going forward, and uh, because as we should be, you're a 17 point favorite at home versus Iowa State. Iowa State is not as as bad as their record, I guess. They, would they're indicate. not. They've lost a lot of very close games. Here's another one. But man, I just—I I mean, we didn't talk last week, but I was—I uh, was back. I was riding high again, CJ. The roller coaster of Jason Dick Longhorn emotions was was high, and I was talking about how if we don't, you know, if they don't run the table and and play in the Big Twelve championship, I would consider this season a disappointment. And we came very close to, to to not even making it out of out of one week. It, it came off down of that prediction to luck and the football gods. Yeah. A, 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 Force fumble that some Iowa State fans are calling a targeting penalty. I mean, it was you, you could call targeting on every play if you want. Sure, to, probably, but yeah, and I mean, look, they had to convert a fourth down at the goal line, uh, you know, to to win the game. It very easily could have been lost, and this is. I mean, Quid looked rough. That that missed pass to Kane. Granted, they were harassing him, but that look, just. He he looked like a guy who's playing big time college football for the first time. I think they're not all going to be gems out there, and that's what was. But we were just or not we, but the sporting press was talking oh. about how he could be an NFL starter. They were ready what? to ready to make him the what are the the twenty four seven sports uh, thing said that he had a top four NFL arm level I, talent right now. I can't stand this. How crap. can that possibly be? There's nothing more frustrating than when there's a big Texas win. Everyone's suddenly like, oh. He here we yeah. go. Let's pat ourselves yeah. on the back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I think I even called you guys Friday to say you still got Oklahoma State and Stillwater. You still like the rest of the schedule well, is yeah. going to be very difficult. I will plead guilty in that I, I was allowing my my Longhorn uh, my Longhorn fan heart to cloud the objectivity of my sports analytical brain. Is that what I have, CJ? Uh, because yeah, it was. I couldn't believe, I could not believe that if we were in the fourth quarter. And I was like, this is not only still a game, but we have been outplayed with most of this game. Uh, and, I mean, now I don't even want to talk about what I th- think the record could be or would be. But h- here's what, it's basically undeniable at this point. Texas does not show up. They just totally no-show some games. Like, obviously, Correct. Alabama, and I'm going to say even Oklahoma Despite whatever you know, state of despair that program is in, 
those are the two most talented teams Texas has played so far. And those are the two best games that Texas has played. I mean, they were up for those games is what I'm saying. And they were clearly not up for Iowa State. They clearly were not up for uh, Texas, the, Tech. Texas Tech. Even and UTSA even, at points. Yeah, the West Virginia game was like, you know, they got out to a, a, a big, you know, a good start and then kind of just fizzled later on. And I... It, I mean, you would have to say it's a coaching thing, right? If your players, you if you don't them have them show up with the same level in, of intensity for the basement-dwelling Iowa States that they do for you know their hated rivals and for Alabama. And because here's the problem is, as we all know, all these teams are going to show up. They have Texas and OU circled on yeah. their schedule. They're going to show up. In the past, they show up to play Texas as hard as they can because – it's Texas. Now that they're leaving the Big 12 and going to this, there's even more hatred for it. So you you got to play every single game the rest of the year like it is your like it's a rivalry game because that's how the Cowboys, the Horn Frogs, whatever, yeah, everybody, that, they're getting everybody's best shot. They absolutely. You can't be Mike Tyson going to Japan against Buster Douglas. Like that that <laughs> that crap isn't going to fly Texas. You you have to play harder and I just don't get why such a talented team looks so lackadaisical so often. And the big problem all year long, the defense is good on first and second down. You put people in third and long situations, third and six, third and eight. Wonderful. Yeah. That's exactly what you want. And then constantly give up like a 14-yard play. Like it, it's it's frustrating. I mean, that, that they try to give up a, a sixty-yard bomb. That Hutchinson kid dropped the ball, his, which uh, he I mean, doesn't they, do. They probably lose the game. Absolutely, uh, if, if if that guy catches that ball, and he's their best player. Like uh, it's he's a, he's an that, NFL receiver. It was uh, yeah. I would say Texas got got real lucky to get out of there with a win. And so yeah, I I don't really. I would assume now that they're going to be up. That they're going to be uh you know up for the task Saturday in Stillwater. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, that's the thing that's sort of disappointing is I'm like, I, c- clearly, I'm impressed with Sark. He is an offensive guru. He, he is, uh, he, he's got it going on when it comes to calling plays. I like, I like what he's done there. But, like, in terms of, you know, managing, being the CEO of the program and, and you know, making sure that everybody is, is fired up for game day, I don't know if that, that, might, be a, that might be a real weakness It for seems him. like a problem, especially they were at home against, I, like, I, again, Iowa State, good team. They beat Texas three years in a row. Good defense. They're well coached. But you're at home against the again a, one of the teams at the bottom of the Big Twelve, and yeah, that's the result. Yeah, and then it goes little... on the fans too. Like, did you see all well, the and crap talking about the student section being empty at kickoff? Look, I would say that that's that's probably. If this is a you know a, a, a trend or a uh, you know something more than just a one-off occurrence, it is that we the, the Longhorn football Austin Texas I've never been able to figure it out why does Texas always dominate in recruiting and then the players get here and for you know a lot of them is just sort of like meh it, it didn't happen. There is a culture around here of I don't know if it's entitlement or but, but yeah like we the fans it's the same thing like we were there and. Rock the house for Alabama, but versus Iowa State, you're sort of just like, eh. Well, I told eh, you, like at the UTS eh, game, I was, eh. I was in a, I was in a section that is season tickets, yeah. season ticket holder section. That's yeah. where I got my tickets, and I there were about as many UTSA fans, right, as there were Longhorn fans. It's, 
it is frustrating. And I think part of that with the, the, the bringing in the top recruits and just becoming eh is because we used to be an NFL factory under uh, the early day, no, midday, late days of Mac Brown. Yeah. Where we were churning out players that were we were preparing them to go to the NFL. That's not the case anymore. So maybe that's that's part of it as well. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just stop sucking. <laughs> is, is that my good analysis? Good way to end. Just the, stop sucking. Please. I, I, I do like that. Uh, so the uh, the Longhorns win, and I'm not too thrilled about it. The Cowboys lost, and I'm actually not too upset about that. Let's talk about the NFL in just a moment. Uh, plenty to come as well. Austin FC, uh, CJ was there covering it as a member of the media. Right? I sat next to Dennis Delapena. Wow. Our guy. That's a real-life sportscaster. the legendary Kurt Bowles oh, and Bob Blue. Now you're going to hurt me. I, I, I want to hear about that. We'll talk baseball probably, maybe, all on the other side of this break. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027 is the phone number if you want to get in here. 512-834-1027 or tweet at us at Almost ESPN Radio. So I just said the Longhorns win and I'm disappointed, yet the Cowboys lost on Sunday Night Football. And I think there's a lot of positives to take away. That's not fair. Against right? a very good Eagles fair. team. No, I, I oddly agree with you. I feel like there should be yeah. some conflict, but... Uh, I thought the same thing. 26-17 uh, on Sunday Night Football uh, last night. The The Cowboys were down 20 to nothing in this game. They were down 17 to nothing real quick-like. If you were uh, uh, spending most of the day at ACL Fest and then making it home trying to catch the Cowboys like I did, you were like, oh, what? It's already over. Uh, but they made it a game. The Cowboys got it back to, to 20 to 17. Look, the Eagles are 6-0. and and could be the best team in the, all of football. Good, good running game, good quarterback. And it's probably still the Bills or the Chiefs, but but I have um, noticed the Eagles tend to do that. They'll score like they'll have a second quarter where they score seventeen, twenty points, and then you look at yeah. the stat line and they've scored three in the fourth. They it, it, they, they do seem to score in bunches, and then yeah. that's it. And they let teams back into. You can rewind all the way to Week One. They were playing the Lions, the Lions, and, and yeah. were beating up on the Lions. And then all of a sudden, uh, I only know for gambling purposes, the Lions come in and backdoor cover that game where they really were never going to win. And maybe that was the case for the Cowboys, where they really weren't going to win. But I mean, it was a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Your first pl- loss for our guy Cooper Rush. You're, you're playing with a backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, who. For the first time, I think played like a backup quarterback. Had three interceptions. One not really his fault. The ball that was tipped, the tipped up, one, tipped yeah. up in the air. Uh, but look, if you would have told me, you know, after week one when Dak breaks his thumb and we're like he's going to be out six to eight weeks, we declared the season over. We were like, "This is not." And to get to four and two, uh, and Dak presumably is going to be back with the team next week. I think it's fine. I think look, that look there's at, look at the rest of the NFC playoff contenders well, and their well, records, right. and the Cowboys yeah. are actually looking pretty good. Tampa Bay ruined a whole bunch of uh, people's survivor leagues, including one of mine, uh, down to one pick. I, I think we're out. I think are Tampa you guys Bay out? knocked us out. The yeah, corporation is out. Uh, I tried to get my guys to go Rams, Rams, but they were like, "We, well, you're really going to trust the Rams?" And I said, "No, but I don't trust. I don't trust Tom Brady and the Bucks. We can get to you in a, in a little bit, uh, but, uh, Tom Brady." But yeah, who is the who? If the Eagles are the best team in the A- NFC, who's the second best team? I mean, the Vikings are five and one, but every week with the Vikings, I'm like, you don't oh. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Could it like, could it be the Giants oh. just beating Baltimore? <laughs> I, like, what the hell happened there? I look at I look in the standings and I see that the Giants are five and one, and I'm like, 
what? what what year is this? Is this this is this year's standings? I'm I'm watching this year. Tiki Barber, their running back. But no, it's not. It is not a Tiki Barber. Ronde Barber. Right? Is, no, no, no. no, no, no. Tiki Barber Tiki was, was the running the back. The brother was Ronde, the Buccaneer, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive back. Kids. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I it could be the Cowboys. The Cowboys could be the second best team in the NFC. They I, look the defense is still good, still you, you know getting after the uh, after the quarterback, and if I mean when when Dak is is back with this team, you would presume that they are in a a considerably better spot offensively. I would say that the, yeah, I would put the Cowboys up with. I mean you you'd have to give the Eagles the credit. They are six and zero and they just beat them. But I think they can play with anybody in the NFC. I agree. And uh, to parallel with the Longhorns, what I am enjoying about the Cowboys this year is I already thought the season was done. Right. And so now everything's just a bonus. I'm like, oh, huh. It feels nice. Whereas the Longhorns, it's like, God damn it. Well, that is <laughs> that is like your your point of reference is very important. And yeah, that's what, because when, when Dak was out, you were like, oh, the season, I've never had a season that was just over after one game. But in fact... Uh, they were, you know, rattled off all of those wins, and we're competitive with if the Eagles are the best team in football, which just still feels uh, icky, Weird. icky to say. But if they are, you were competitive with them in their building uh, the, in the fourth quarter. I I have trouble being too very upset about it. Like it it seems like it's all right, and if you know we're gonna we're gonna see the Eagles again later on in the season, they might be thirteen and zero by the time the Cowboys play them. I don't know, man. Everything just crazy stuff happens in the NFL every week. Geno Smith. This is, is a one, very weird. Scene. One of the best quarterbacks in football. Like even this game, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta destroyed Marcus Mariota. De- destroyed San Francisco. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 155 yards passing in this game. Now they they were on top of him pretty quick and, and running the ball. But yeah, like you have got <laughs> Thursday night football last week. Carson Wentz was the winning quarterback and, and didn't look, have a hundred yards yeah. passing. Was under a hundred yards, so I don't know. It, it's a weird season, but I guess that's good uh, because yeah, the Cowboys have have not been have not had injury luck so far. And if things turn around, then yeah, every all of all of their goals are still attainable for the Cowboys. I mean, yes, but it, I hate it's, crowning the Eagles the best team, though. That does that does feel bad. Hey, I still got that starter jacket somewhere, so I can I can flip my allegiance real quick. How, tell me again, how did you wind up with an Eagles starter jacket? That doesn't make any sense. Because That's it not... was on sale, and my mom couldn't afford a oh, Cowboys one, and she, she in her mind, the... she just knew I wanted a starter jacket. Right. So she got me and a starter That's jacket. Right. That's right. That is uh, that is wholly unacceptable. I will that say very, the the, the Eagle starter jacket way better looking than the Cowboys one was pretty ugly. Speaking of uh, unacceptable, did you? I have Chris Collinsworth having fun with words here. Uh, this is from the uh, from the game last night. I suppose to the kids out there. Are there any kids listening? You guys are in school right now, right? This is some the uh, cool kids aren't. This is some adult suggestive uh, uh, language that you're going to hear uh, hear from Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast last night. You think you're going to run around our guy? How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> he didn't do that on purpose. He's not. He's that guy's a robot. That was that he's was not uh, doing a thing. That was a Freudian slip. I don't think he's doing a thing. See, if he if he would have just said either if he said. A taste of Lander, Landon Dickerson or Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. I would be like, yeah, he doesn't know. But the fact that he did not both, CJ. You think you're going to run around our guy? How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> 
Are you? I mean, I don't know. Probably. Maybe he's a not. Blink One Eighty Two fan. That's very clever. Everybody's having fun with with language these days, and yeah, they're just stealing my bit. Oh, good for you. Is that your bit? That's my bit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, Chris Collinsworth here, an interesting dude. Uh, here, let's uh, NFL wedding news. Did you see this? Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, got married on Friday night. First of all, what what are you doing, man? You're 81 years old. Don't. Don't get married. Don't give away your money to. Don't, don't, don't get hey, married. you know what? I think that's if you're an old, white, rich man like yeah. that. Yeah. Don't you don't care? Don't you want to just marry some hottie at the end? Like, don't you just? It, it doesn't matter. I if yeah. it's love or not. She she knows what she's in for. You know what you're in for. Like, come on, man. Eighty-one year old Robert Kraft got married to. I believe she is forty-nine. Doctor Dana Bloomberg. I don't, I don't know who that is, but uh, I assume well-played Robert Kraft. Uh, but there's just questionable things all over the place. First of all, you're getting married. She's a doctor as in again. a chiropractor, so not a real doctor. I'm, I'm not challenging her medical credentials. I don't know. I, I assume she's a real doctor. Uh, you get married on a Friday night. Isn't that what? Isn't that that's what, like some Vegas stuff. Well, that's like cheap, right? It's like yeah. we couldn't afford Saturday nights, so we're doing it on Friday night. Have you ever had friends that have done that, that have got married oh. on a Friday in Austin well, in traffic? And it's like, right. no, dude, I'm not driving to and Bastrop. It, it, it starts, yeah, it's it starts at 530, and you're like, okay, I, I have to leave. And yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Uh, I guess I like, I'll, I prefer the Friday night wedding over like the Sunday wedding. Oh, Sunday's the cheapest. Because then I'm like, you, you can't know, party. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to celebrate your love deep into the into the night, and you're telling me I got to get up and go to work the next day. I don't know about that. Um, so yeah, it's Friday night. It's during the football season. I believe this is also like a, it was a surprise wedding. Like they just invited all the fancy people and told them, hey, it's just a party. And then when they showed up, they're like, ah, just kidding, we're getting married. We're you're at our wedding. That's that seems like a, a, a crazy move. But but more than any of that. Tom Brady was there. Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not that, I, you know, he, he's a former Patriots player. That's fine. Lots of former Patriots were there. Tom, you, you have a, a game. You have a game in Pittsburgh on Sunday. You can't go to a wedding on Friday night, I'm sure, with, you know, private jets and all the stuff. Like, it's, it's the same, uh, you know, for him to, to just fly to Manhattan for one night. It is, it's like a trip to the grocery store for us. Listen, CJ. listen, but, listen, listen, man, listen. Yeah. Tom's recently single. Oh. And the best place. Oh, that's where you're gonna to find do some, to do some quick rebounding. Yeah, is that is a wedding? wedding? They, uh, you know that love is they in the air. Don't hate on Tom. Right. You know, you know, you're not gonna miss this wedding. He did go with with no date. Uh, that's uh, as you should do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> you know what? Maybe was it a morale play for Tom? He's been really sad recently. I don't know what it was, but they lost to the Steelers. Okay, they lost. To Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, yeah. Steelers wasn't, on Sunday. Wasn't Trubisky the backup? Yes. Yeah. They, they both of them got in. All right. Both of them combined efforts to beat Tampa Bay, who I've been telling you all season long. They beat the Cowboys Week One, but I was like, that was not a. They didn't great, look good. That was not no. a great Tampa Bay performance. The NFL's very bizarre this year. Am, am, am I right in saying that? Do you? I feel like you oh, yeah, watch yeah, way yeah. more than I do, but it is this year does not make sense to me. Crazy upsets. You've got you know guys like G- Geno Smith is leading the Giants league. are five and one. Yeah, Jets yeah, yeah. are competitive. Russell Wilson is somehow terrible now. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are kind of bad as well. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a weird time. And yeah, Tom, look, Aaron Rodgers being bad 
I'm not surprised. Do you see what this guy, you know, does in the offseason? He doesn't care about winning football games. Just give me some of that ayahuasca. We're going to be good. Tom, I've I've come accustomed to a certain level of, uh, I don't know, accountability from you, Tom Brady. He and, didn't even travel with the team. Well, and then he's like, did, you know, he ditched two weeks of training camp. And, and then yells at the guys on TV. Yeah, he's, thro- he's throwing tablets all over the place. Tom, reel it in, buddy, okay? If you're going to be out here 45 years old, you can't start mailing it in now. All right. I don't know, I'm man. Not impressed. I think he's not trying impressed. to mail something in somewhere else, oh. and that's why he was at <laughs> that wedding. <laughs> what if he? What if he meets a? There was a, apparently a pretty uh, star-studded list of attendees. Elton John, Ed Sheeran, and Meek Mill performed at the wedding together. <laughs> that yeah, would be quite yeah. a mashup if all of them were there. Uh, well, I mean, if together. you're doing a Friday budget wedding, yeah, you got to <laughs> share the stage. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, let's move to Austin FC next. Yes, sure. I know it was a big win yesterday for. Uh, Austin FC, CJ was there. We'll uh, discuss soccer in the historic playoff, the first ever playoff victory for Austin FC on the other side of this break. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. The band's back together again. Jason and CJ and you, 512-834-1027. We'll get back to the NFL, back to Longhorn football, but uh, a historic day at Q2 Stadium yesterday. CJ, you were there, right? Absolutely. Uh, As an official credited-ish member of the press. Credited-ish. Tied 2-2 at the end of regulation, at the end of extra time. Uh, Austin FC would win in penalty kicks. I, of course, saw every second of the game. CJ, I know everything that happened there, but just for the the for, layman, yeah, yeah, just to tell, explain it to me as if I didn't know anything or see anything from Austin FC. Yesterday. Well, first, I want to congratulate you on the opportunity to help another fan <laughs> next week attend a uh, a playoff match potentially yeah. for the first time by yeah. you uh, reallocating your season tickets um, to someone who. Might not otherwise. Have I am this opportunity. A, a season ticket holder, and uh, occasionally I'm not able to make it to the games, and so I like to create an opportunity for somebody at sometimes great expense to uh, uh, you know a true altruist. You know, but you listen, are. I would say slightly below market value almost always. Uh, when it, well, that, that's the way that it works. You're a good man. I really want to go to this game, but it's like so, there's so much money that I. That, that, that's beside, Money's not even the, the part of it. You yeah. just like helping yeah. people. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it was a, uh, a, a historic day, right, for, for Austin FC to get their first playoff victory. Oh, it, it was uh, it was huge, um, but didn't start out very great because three minutes in, a wonderful cross from Real Salt Lake comes across uh, Austin's goal, heads it in. You know. A couple minutes into the game, and you're down 1-0 in a mm-hmm. playoff game at home. Mm. Then there's a uh, a handball, and the thing I love about sitting in the press box is you're with a bunch of sports media professionals. You're not with a bunch of fans. Right. And on Twitter or in the stands, you'll see people like, oh, that wasn't a hand, or this was this, or this is a conspiracy, the rest, blah, blah, blah. Oh. But everyone, even though... Pretty much everyone in that press box is obviously an FC fan. We we got excited when things went well, but the guys will, you know, Bob Ballou will turn to Kurt Bowles or or Arch Bell will turn to, you know, uh, Dennis and be like, oh man, yeah, I think that was a handball or, or like everyone will objectively discuss what happened. Behave like adults, which sometimes well, soccer it, fans it's don't not necessarily. Just be- it's not just behave like adults. It's, it's not just soccer. It's any sport. When you look at threads on Reddit or Twitter yeah. or in the stands, very homery, but I like sitting in there and getting just like everyone being like, oh, damn, that yeah, that's going to be 
That's going to be called back. And then sure enough, the guy does the little VAR symbol. Right, right, right. So 13 minutes in, a penalty kick. Austin is down 2-0 at home. And Real Salt Lake is kind of a defensive team. So in soccer, it's very easy. When you're up that big, uh, the term is parking the bus. I was going to say, it's something about parking a bus, right? That's just uh, you play so conservatively that it makes it hard for the other team to come back. Correct. I know um, soccer things. And, and, and so what you do is is you you compact the passing lanes, you you play in the other two-thirds, and the danger about parking the bus, no one, I mean, I don't think people really use that term anymore, but the the danger as the team that's down is the counterattack because you're attack, attack, attack. They're very compact, mm-hmm. but then if they get the ball and suddenly get some runners down, uh, it, it makes it, in a weird way, even though it's a very defensive strategy, it makes it an easier to score on the counterattack for the for the defensive team who's who's already up. Okay. So Austin is not in a good spot. Uh, luckily, right before the end of half, uh, the MVP candidate uh, Sebo Druisi gets one back. Mm. So now it's uh, now it's two one. You're going into the half. Half comes back, and uh, you know the uh, Josh Wolf in his press conference said, you know, there were two guys with yellow cards. One of them, uh, Real Salt Lake's, uh, you know, one of their forwards said, you know, you you point out the guys at halftime. You say these guys have yellow cards. You know, if if something happens, you know, yeah. you you he didn't say to act extra, but he said, you know, make sure the ref notices. You know, you make noise right. about it. You raise right. your hand. Uh, the dude with the, uh, the the first yellow card, I think his uh, last name's Rubio. He's one of their strikers. He's he's a goal scorer. He charges at Brad Stuver and has a good shot at getting the ball, but Stuver gets there first in a miraculous save, grabs the ball, but then this guy just knocks the crap out of the keeper, which you're not supposed to do. That's a right. penalty. Or not a penalty, but that's a card. Yeah. Hits, hits Stuver hard, hurts him. Um Gets a yellow card, so two yellow cards mean it's a red, you're out. Mm-hmm. So Salt Lake is now playing a man down, which means for the other team, it should be much easier to score a goal. That would that would make sense, yeah. Does not happen. Less defended. That and, does not ha- it did not happen. It did not. Uh there were several uh missed attempts. Yeah. Uh even a very easy one. Missed like you just have to go back and watch all the misses. Uh, this is this is insane. Austin FC had 37 goal attempts compared to uh, Salt Lake's 11. 37. That's a lot. That, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, it takes extra time at the very end of the game where there's another handball. And the way handballs work is if uh, you're a defender, you got to keep your body tight. And if it accidentally hits your arm or your hand, mm. it's not a handball. But if you're just a little bit extended, mm-hmm. even if it's on accident and it does it, it's a penalty. We get a penalty kick in the death throws. I mean, there is probably a minute left until in extra time until the game's absolutely over. Right. MVP candidate Druisi uh, nails it from the spot. 2-2. You go into two 15-minute periods. Austin FC scores two goals in that time. Both are called back. Oh. Uh and then you go into penalty kicks, which you, as Austin FC, you don't want because you're playing Salt Lake, who's mm-hmm. a man down. Penalty kicks is a great equalizer because then it's it's all pure chance. Well, I, is, is that why it's great? I think that, that I hate penalty kicks 
because yeah, you've played this entire. I guess at that point, two uh, you've played uh, two hours worth of foot, football, uh, and now you're just basically flipping a coin, right? Pretty much. I don't. I don't like that. It, I, uh, there's a, there's something about it though that it's so look, intense. And, like and, it is. Right. It is the most intense part of sports would have to be penalty kicks because they don't do it during normal matches. It's only in knockout tournaments right. when it happens. Because they just end on a draw, but you can't have that in the, in the, in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, and it, it's probably one of the most exciting, the most intense parts of sport mm. because you just can't keep playing and keep playing. So that's how that's how they definitely find a way to end the match. And yeah, it, Seems kind of like toss-up-y to it, me. But. It, it can be. Yeah. But, but, uh, but FC ended up doing it, you know. and. it worked. You know, Salt Lake had defenders taking PKs because all the, they took all their offensive players out because they were just uh-huh. trying to they were just trying to defend and get to PKs where things are a little more equal. But then our keeper Stuver blocks two, lets the first dives right on the first one, goes yeah. the right way, but it goes in. Uh, you have Druisi, uh, Fagundes, Rigoroni. If, don't know how to say his name. He's I think you nailed it, buddy. Uh, they all make theirs. Um, uh, amazing blocks from the keeper, mm-hmm. from uh, Stuver. And then uh, it comes down to Real Salt Lake, the last guy. He has to make this or it's over. And, dude, he shanks it. Oh, he, no. it's, he kicks it way over the goal. Like, And that's how the game ended. So anticlimactic because yeah. usually... You're more. You're probably eighty percent more likely to make a penalty kick than have one blocked. Like blocking it is very, 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 right. very rare. Um, but he just completely shanks it, and then it's over in dramatic fashion. I feel like this the way you probably feel about the Texas game. They sh- oh that it was it was a win, but it was not the most impressive. It was victory. a bad win, and yeah. everyone afterwards. This is like the fourth or fifth time FC's been down two zero and one. That doesn't happen in soccer. You don't go down 2-0 and win right. very often, does, especially in a playoff. does not happen, so hopefully it won't happen again. But uh, afterwards, I did get to talk with uh, Coach Josh Wolf and uh, asked him about like the most – and let me preface this by Uh-oh. saying all my audio equipment uh-huh. was at ACL Fest, so I'm just using my iPhone, so please forgive oh. me for the professionalism. iPhone technology these days uh, is good, good enough, I but think. But when it comes to penalty kicks, I, I thought I asked the most important question about uh-huh. how they prepared for it. Uh, Coach, the undiscussed thing about penalty kicks, any good superstitious superstitious rituals that you or the team practice in uh, before you go on the pitch? No, I think we had, you know, we were in our office and then we wrote down from the starters if we ran our starters in 20 minutes, knowing we wouldn't, who we wanted, and then having ideas about who we were going to bring in and who wanted to take them. So no superstitions, more just dialogue with guys. And like I said, we had two or three days worth of penalty kicks to, to be able to look at and um, evaluate. But on a day like this when there's exhaustion and there's pressure and things are difficult, they're not quite the same as taking them on, in, on a training pitch. So. Um, the guys that stepped up did great, and Brad did his part. So once again, the collective was, was on display and um, quite rewarding. Okay. So, so uh, he didn't answer my question. <laughs> And well, also, well, I think he just said that he, that, you know, used strategy and skill rather than some sort of voodoo that you were hoping hey, he would. I did the voodoo and it worked. Oh, you did the voodoo. I, I'm not, I can't tell you what it is, but uh, You're, you are a very superstitious. I adjusted person, right? what I did. Uh, it was three to one. 
Okay, uh-huh. and on the three misses for Real Salt Lake, I set in a certain position, blocking view in a certain way, but then moved for Austin FC's kicks, that and it worked. That doesn't. It absolutely it worked. It worked. Point. What are you talking about? Also, if uh, if you'll notice in the press conference, all the wild, weird noises. That's yeah. because they do the press conferences with the coach in like a next to a super rich people area. So there's a glass window where yeah. a bunch of drunk people. I know the super rich people bar down there. So yeah, I've, so I've seen it before. I'm there's like, a someday bu- I want to go there. Me too. Yeah. So there's a keep selling your season tickets and you'll be able to afford it. <laughs> so there's a glass window where the press conference is and people are just like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one girl flashed everyone, but we missed it. Really? Yes. Wow. We like uh, uh, one of the other sports guys, uh, Arch Bell, who's awesome. He he goes, "What? What was that?" And I look yeah. over right as this girl's putting her shirt down, and we're like, okay. "They're flashing at the press conference." Yes. You know what? I might have to get some of these credentials. This I'll, I'll pretty, bring you with this, me anytime. This pretty uh, good. So the coach didn't answer his thing. So I thought, you know who I should go to? A player, uh, our 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 star, our keeper, the one and only Brad Stuver. Any non-sports-related practice or ritual to prepare you for these uh, penalty kicks? Big superstitious guy, or is it a secret? Like I kind of have like a routine. Like each half, I kind of do a routine and kind of have a moment to myself to just collect myself and all that. But when we went into the penalty kick shootout, I just told the guys, just make your penalty. Like I'll do the rest. No worries. Make your, uh, he said, make your penalties. I'll do the rest, and he did. I mean, it's 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 apparent how much those guys trust and love him. Yeah. Uh, the last question we'll get to is I, uh, uh, Sebo Druisi is uh, a candidate for MVP. I think the voting's done. He has saved this team as many times as Stuver has. Um, so got to ask him just what was it like coming back and doing this and, and winning this playoff game? What did it mean for you for Austin FC? <laughs> I didn't exactly catch all that. What was that? Yeah, was I don't it? know either. <laughs> um, I didn't. Un- I didn't understand what he said. Um, but uh, it was cool to stand next to him. So there was Good that. Job. Uh, next job, time I cover, I'll, I'll bring some professional <laughs> mic equipment. Um, so there's not as much uh, background oh noise. My God. <sighs> also. Fellow sports media guys, and yeah. it's not the professionals. It's, so Dennis De La Pena will ask his one question, and it's really good, and then maybe have a follow-up. Kurt Bowles, he's so quiet that everyone mm. in the room gets quiet and listens to him. He'll ask oh. a, a really good question, yeah. and that's it. Uh, the maybe other, that's a strategic move on his The part. other dudes that are like internet reporters, will, when they get the mic, yeah. they'll ask like six questions, and there's... 30 wow. people trying to add, and it's like, you, get, you cool. get one question. Like, That's yes, cool. I know I'm usually going to ask a joke question. <laughs> Because all the good ones are gone, but I'm, I ask one that's question why he's and that's it. A joke question is because the good ones are gone. The, right? the good ones are always all gone. Uh-huh. I wait my turn. I get it. But like, <laughs> hey, internet sports guy from UT, like you don't get you don't get a hold Stuver hostage and keep asking oh. again and again and again. You get one and maybe a follow up if it presents itself. Now I'm rooting for you to get in a fight with one of these internet sports media guys. No, no, I need bad? them because once again I kind of got lost and. So I have to, I have <laughs> to follow lost. them around, but like a lot of them tried to ditch me. Uh-huh. Uh, Dennis Del Pena, stand-up guy, man. He's, He's the best. I love Dennis. He is so great, by the, the very way. Very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was really cool. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if he actually remembered me or pretended to, 
But either way, he made me feel warm you and you nice. Like and a make a wish kid or something. <laughs> like, look at yeah, Olympic this guy in that there. They let, let it back in. I did look like a make a wish kid. Uh, well, congratulations, uh, Austin FC, first playoff victory, and then they'll have a, another opportunity uh, su- Sunday, Sunday night, right? Sunday, I believe, seven o'clock, uh, Q two Stadium. Uh, and the uh, opponent is still not still to be determined, right? Yeah, it'll uh, possibly be Dallas or I forget it, maybe Minnesota. I think is uh, who it is. Dallas, the favorite. So good. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number if you want to get in on Austin FC or anything. It's Jason CJ. Almost Sports back after this. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on one zero two seven ESPN. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number. A CJ Morgan top ten list coming up right afternoon. I have got to say I missed the top ten CJ. Not just because of the compelling list that you uh, put together but i like to just take a segment off gives you yeah. a chance yeah, yeah. Just, uh, okay give me a moment to i also know sit back and relax whenever you're gone for we both get this in entertainment when you're gone for an extended period of time you start to worry about being replaced yeah and i know like is great nick's great at everything he's uh yeah, yeah. funny with the comebacks things. he's he's Amazing at prepping content, hosting stuff on air, but I know my job's secure because you two have a very clear <laughs> amount of time that you can spend with each other oh, until yeah. you start like oh, really yeah. just Yeah. Going yeah. going four hours in the morning and then two additional ones in the afternoon. Come Wednesday, we are uh we're you get crisp. Yeah, I would say that we're in danger. And again, thanks to uh, our guy Nick Hajda for filling in while CJ was out. And surely I'll be gone or sick or something like that. And he'll fill in for me sooner rather than later. Love you, buddy. Uh, But yeah, I don't know if it's better when we're fed up with each other and we're clearly getting on each other's nerves. Or I've known him so long that we've just been known to goof off. So sometimes we're like six minutes down a rabbit hole, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is on the air? This is a different show. (laughs) We broadcast this one on the air? That is a questionable move probably. But uh, yeah, Uh, (laughs) thanks to Nick. We got a top ten list uh, coming up in just a second. Uh, Speaking of questionable moves, Tennessee beat Alabama 52-49. Crazy game, Saturday night. Uh, Tennessee is number three in the country now, I believe. Uh, probably the biggest win uh, of any uh, for any college football team this season. They tore down the goalposts. I'm always torn on how I feel about the tearing down of the goalposts. It seems like a real Texas Tech move. That's sure. a, they're, they're kind of famous for some of Stabbing their... Stabbing A&M with it. Yeah, and, some of their moves. I also, I'll admit, it's perhaps slight jealousy on my part because... You're not storming the field at DKR. Texas is never such an underdog or never such a Cinderella-type story that they're ever going to win at home and, you know, we're going to lose our minds and tear the goalpost down. Also, don't you only tear down the goalpost if it is a... uh, Maybe you, you clinched your division, you won a conference championship, but again, Tennessee hasn't beat Alabama yeah. in 15 years. So, it, Look, it was a big win. Uh, they not only tore down the goalposts, stormed the field, t- tore down the goalposts, they took them and dumped them in the Tennessee River. <laughs> the fans carried, yeah. carried the goalposts and dumped them in the Tennessee River. Uh, then yesterday, they, that's fun. They tweeted, "Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I'm going to have to know more precisely the route. How far are we carrying these goalposts? Because I'm like, you're really eating up into my eating up my post game celebration time by the, you know making me deliver this thing to the river. Uh, yeah, they dump them in the river, and then yesterday they tweeted that they're raising money 
for the purchase of new goalposts. But there, you're one of the richest universities. A, a, several options. You could donate $16. That's the number of years it had been since the Volunteers beat to Alabama. You could donate $52.49. The final score of the game, 52 49 Or $1,019.15. References the sold-out crowd of 101,915 people at Nayland Stadium. Uh, as of the printing of this piece of paper, CJ, they had raised $67,000, which is less than half of their goal. Of all of the bizarre, crazy things about jumping them in the uh, dumping the, the goalposts in the river and then raising money for it, th- that's less than half of their goal. So it costs $130,000 to get new goalposts? That seems expensive. That seems like the expensive goalposts. I don't know where you where are you getting your goalposts. Also, if that's what they, it costs you, man. Don't these kind of break away purposely? Like they're not tearing up a big chunk of concrete from deep within the ground and whatnot. Like yeah. they're made to come down. Well, the Texas Tech and ones, can't they just, they, Texas Tech they specifically and, make them, they've made them now so that you can't, uh, you, you know. fold and tuck them they, away. They can put them away because they know those guys are going to act a fool. But Tennessee, you were, they were what, number eight in the country? I and, mean, it couldn't have been that much of a shock. Right? And can't they fish this out of the river? Like, isn't there a lot <laughs> of cranes in Tennessee? That would be fun. If you want to, you know, commemorate this win, just have some goalposts. It's like, those goalposts. algae on it. They look like they're all crumpled and they've been in the river. It's like, oh, yeah, that was from rusting. the day we beat Alabama. No, nah, man. They, they, if they're that expensive and they're outdoors, so they have to be able to handle weather, yeah. get them out of the river. Yeah. Why, why is this universe? that is has a huge endowment need money I think, why do you need I mean, a crowdfund probably joke joke uh crowdfunding but look it, i should have set it, that up damn it yeah uh well, we got to get in the goalpost business can you imagine the markup in those things that's crazy it's almost sports jason cj back with the top 10 list after this hold on